it's Wednesday and it's time for Pop and Politics. We are talking about the latest in hot topics, news, and entertainment. I'm KJ and let me introduce you to my co-host. Everybody's back tonight and I'm so excited about it. We have Shelly E, we have Yana, T, and Colleen. So yes, as I generally say, join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. And don't just comment, subscribe. Subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Also, you guys know we are an independent media. And so if you like what the content that we're pushing out, if you like the shows that we produce, support us by donating. Uh, We do not get paid for this. And so every donation goes to put further our cause. Uh, So again, you can donate uh, at the PayPal link uh, in the comments here or on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com. Again, you can go on there and find all of our content. All right. So again, we are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. There's that PayPal link right there in the comments. It's paypal.me forward slash Metro Conservative Media. So go on and donate. Any amount is very much appreciated and we really, really appreciate the support. All right. So ladies, let's set it off. We are going to jump right into it tonight. We are starting out with the Washington Post article about pride. Uh, So as you guys know, this is Pride Month. June. Um, It started out to be a day, then a week. Now they have a whole month. So a whole month dedicated to pride. Uh, Take a look at this clip. I think we have this clip here. I want to show you what it's all about. We may not have that up yet. Let me see. Okay, well, that's fine. (laughs) Um, We're actually talking about an article, this Washington Post article uh, that talked about the kink. So uh, kink in in pride. Uh, So basically, this is an article where a mom, uh, it was posted actually last year, uh, it was an op-ed, where a mom talked about that she felt like kink. And when I say kink, I mean um, just the, the... very overt sexual acts within the pride, uh, pride parade, the drag queens, and, and all of that. I want to take a quick, uh, give you guys a quick quote, what she said here. She says, I agree that pride should be a welcoming space for children and teens, but policing how others show up doesn't protect or uplift young people. Instead, homogenizing Self-expression at Pride will do more harm to our children than good. When my children caught glimpses of kink culture, they got to see that the queer community encompasses so many more non-traditional ways of being, living, and loving. So I want to start off with you, Yana. What are your thoughts on this, Um, this very sexualization, exposing children, toddlers to this sexualized culture what they call kink in uh in in pride what are your thoughts in general it's just very upsetting to me i work with children i'm a tutor and 
kids that are raised normally, they are very uh, aware of what is proper, what is not proper. I have, I was surprised to see kids saying like, oh, I'm not supposed to watch this. Like it has some like adult, you know, like things that are not our age. And uh, in this case, they're literally pushing kids uh, to see what they're not supposed to see. And it's really going to mess up with their heads. And in terms of kink, honestly, I'm not surprised that this lady said that because homosexuality, homosexuality in itself is a kink, okay. uh, in my opinion. What are your thoughts, Shelly, uh, on this? Should kink be exposed to children uh, within pride, uh, within this culture? Oh, darling, they should be exposed to everything when they come out the womb, right? Look, kids have a natural modesty. I don't understand why parents want to expose their kids to everything. Sex is good, okay? Sex can do wonders for the soul, for the body, for the mind. But for adults, for consenting adults, not for toddlers who don't know if they have a penis or a vagina. Well, what hole goes? What goes in what hole? That's not what toddlers need to know. At, you know, at that age and at that stage. So, no, I don't kink. I mean, look, just call it good sex. But what they're doing out there is uh, is, is is I don't even know. It's disgusting. It, it's not even sex. It's it's almost like bestiality. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts, Colleen, on this? You know, exposing kids to kink during Pride Month. Um, I really feel like kids shouldn't be exposed to this kind of stuff. It really just doesn't do the brain good at such a young age to be seeing these sexual acts. Um, it's really important that people stick up for kids and that we are really advocating against this stuff. I mean, kids should not be seeing this Christina Aguilera with a dildo in front of kids on stage. Like, this is just not okay. This is just weird shit and nobody likes it. Well, some people do, but <laughs> a lot of us don't. The majority, I'd say, are against it, are against this kink in front of kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, this is something that hasn't really been talked about much uh, in the mainstream media. T, what are your thoughts on, on this uh, as far as kink uh, exposing that to children within the pride movement? It's the pride movement. <laughs> They've already exposed them to everything else. So, I mean, now we have children who, I, I guess, aren't gay, but they're the ones who are um, participating in pride and pride parades and everything. So it's all one big orgy anyway. So why not involve the kids? Not my children, but we have to protect our own children. And that's, that's like what Colleen said. That's where we at now. But I mean, that's the world these days. Like my children say, that's what's, that's what's going on. I mean, but what are we going to do? That's concerning to me, as you said it, T, like we must protect our children. So how if, it, if this is something that's happening publicly this is like yeah. something that they can literally like once the kids let's say are able to roam on their own like if they're teenagers how can we protect oh like what if there's people around them that are teachers or educators that somehow expose them to that how is this legal to even have such parades such display like you were saying like christina aguilera 
wearing that and like how is this legal well the children have the internet anyway so that they're too. already i mean sure already exposed so it's always it's, be a, a, there's always a possibility but i'm thinking like parade that's something like sanctioned that's something that the city has to allow like so right. that's my question so yeah you're right yana the city or the zoning uh places they will give them permits to do that but i want to address something you said how can we protect our children because if they're teenagers well look teenagers do roam teenagers are at that stage where they are pushing a little bit and they should they should be able to push because they're transitioning to adulthood but and no no any parent knows that you cannot protect your children 100% of the time as much as we would like to. They do have to go out and live in the world. But, but are we going to they... lose the battle then at some point? No, well, we, have the government, we have the no, government that's against our children. You have to but honor your children. Before they go into the world, they need to be equipped with the right values. We do. We understand. I understand that. But honestly, this is all too little too late. Uh, we have, we, first of all, we need to understand, recognize, and, and, and really admit that the whole pride LGBTQ before it was a, on the fringe, it was a minority. Uh, now they are here and they want to be normalized, legitimized, and in mainstream everything. So, and so when right. you normalize and legitimize something to the point that, that has, has happened now, this is going to be pushed to everyone. And so it's a little upsetting um, to see people not, you know, standing up for children because now we've it's it's done. You know, the laws have been passed. This is out in the open. They're going down the street butt naked. And that was a clip I wanted you to see. People are naked, topless, uh, shaking their penises and their breasts all over the place. And we're not talking about teenagers. So let me be clear. We are not talking about teenagers. We are talking about elementary school kids. The parades that they showed in DC, they had children, third grade, fourth grade, toddlers exposed to this. The drag queen shows we've seen all week, they've had elementary school children exposed to this. It is not Teenagers. So that's what I mean. So, like, who, for example, if you find out that someone that you know has a child and that parent is showing them, you know, pictures of naked people or is naked around them and doing obscene acts, you know, in the house, and you find out, don't you supposed to like report on that parent or that caretaker? So, if this parent is taking them to this parade, isn't that the same thing? Isn't that supposed to be illegal? That's my question. I mean, now we see where they're not, they're not pushing, uh, they're not supporting the law. I mean, it is supposed to be illegal to go, you know, in decent exposure, but we can clearly see. But I'm, so I'm talking about exposing the child to, you know, obscene material. That is an actual crime. It, be, yeah, it should be. be. It should be a crime. It yeah, is it should a crime. be. I yeah, mean, I'm, it, I agree with you. It should be. But again, like KJ saying, it's, it's so far gone now that even the laws and the people that we put in place to implement and enact the laws, we're not, they're not being upheld anywhere. Well, so like, you know, and let's say he just passed something today. I don't know if you guys saw the news. He just passed like a huge, he did a uh, executive order for transgenders. They've lowered the age for children to trans, to, uh, change sex 
and uh, and be given puberty blockers. And so this is being supported by our leaders and government. I mean, this is what they're doing. I think that we need to have parades just as big as their parades to protest this. Because honestly, this is not legal. This should not be even happening. Okay, can I can I be real here? I think we all know that LGBT was basically made into a voter base because they know they lost the black vote and they lost the Latino vote because they were they didn't give a crap about LGBT until after they realized they were polling so terribly with minorities. Now the Democrats are all about LGBT. They're making people the very small percentage of people who are actually truly have gender dysphoria, the very small percentage of people. They're trying to make that group bigger than it really is to make a bigger deal to make a to make a new voter base and they put homosexual in the same thing as transgender it's not the same thing at all so it's such a mess and i'm just so tired of them acting like this is about being proud of who you who you're like who you decide to be with no this is about votes let's be real here let's be real this is about virtue signaling this is about we're going to fight for your rights fight for your rights what i'm Done. What right? What, what <laughs> right don't they have? That's what I don't understand. What What are we fighting for? What are we right. marching for? To right. me, we are marching and fighting so they can do kink. Yeah, right. they're right. fighting for fight to take us. Over women's sports. They Not want our children. They want they our children. Want, right. Yeah. For a minute. They don't reason. want anyone to complain Next anymore. Is they don't want, Right. Yeah. They don't want us to be like. Oh, this is not right. This is for them. That's discrimination. Just the fact that we're saying that this shouldn't be happening, they mm-hmm. view it as discrimination. This is all again, like T said, when our children, it is all to to lessen the the, the natural uh, modesty that children have. They want to reduce that, take away those natural innate barriers, and make everything all equal and the same. It is not the same. It is not equal. You know, when you reduce it down to pedophilia, bestiality, having orgies in the middle of the street, that is not healthy, normal, good sex in a in a loving relationship no, they're making it all the same and they're taking away all the norms and the boundaries they really want chaos yeah they really want a lawless society they're exactly. literally setting them up for a, a life of promiscuous sex that doesn't lead to happiness like that's what i'm saying like they that is the biggest to depend on the government i mean ultimately sure. what'd you say Ultimately, they just want you to depend on the government for everything. Yes, depend on the government for your rights. Depend on the government yeah. so yeah. they can control you and have that 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 control over people. Because and, a solid, you're right. Because a solid man and woman relationship, and even like, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit more liberal on this subject of gay marriage than some of you are, but like a solid relationship is a threat to the government because that's another unit again. You know what I'm saying? They need us to all be single and miserable. They need us yeah. to be all single and promiscuous and not have actual families. Right. So we I need said to be that early, I said that earlier this week. They want the government and the, these this left and these political types. They want us doped up, dumbed down, and dependent. And one thing um, Allie B. Stuckey said that really struck me earlier today, she pointed out, uh, especially about this transgender bill that the Biden administration just um, signed as an executive order. When Trump was in office, Christians, left, conservative, on the left and right, were always speaking up about the 
the the nasty things Trump did, and and rightly so, because uh, you know I you know I again supported Trump, but I'm not afraid to say I felt like you know he was crass, he was rude, he uh he was not a good role model, you know as far as presidential, uh, he he did say some nasty things. Okay, now I don't believe he was racist, but I do feel like he said some very nasty, rude. Uh, things and he did some nasty things. How and and when and Christians would point this out. This would be their sticking point for some that said, you know, I agree with his policies, but his behavior and his character I can't support. Where are these Christians now? Because you have a president that is signing right. executive <laughs> orders for kids to transition out of their biological gender. You have a president who is totally in support of the LGBTQ, IA, whatever, community, and everything that it involves from womb to tomb. And the Christians are saying nothing. I don't hear this uproar. I don't hear this, you know, I left this or I'm a Democrat, but I can't support Biden because he's pushing this LGBTQ agenda. I don't hear that. So where I'll tell you where they are. They're, 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 a lot of them are cowards. They have been kowtowed, particularly the last two years or so, when they were told to shut their churches because the government said so uh, against the Constitution. And now they are still coward. They're even more coward, cowardly and afraid to speak up because they're going to be labeled as, you know, uh, racist and, and transphobic and homophobic. That's where they are. That's where many of them are. COVID leveled out. The Christian community, big time. I mean, they were scared into submission, and they've been quiet ever since. They really have. Yeah, it, it, it certainly. So they, can't, they can't say nothing, anything to anyone about anything. If they letting this, allowing this, and not sticking up, because I'm sure it's more Christians than than. Well, I don't know the numbers of any other religion, but if they're not speaking up now, then they can't say anything about Trump or Republicans or racists or anything. Right, that's a good question, KJ, uh, in terms of just generally religious people who, let's say they follow their religion, even if they're not Christian, uh, who have uh, voted for Biden and support Democrats. Yeah, where are they? Because homosexuality is, or you know, this just complete perversion is not supported in several religions. Right. So how about the Muslims? Right. That's my question. I actually know a few of them and, and, and they're quiet. They're quietly coming over to, to the Republican side. They're not waving the red flag, so to speak, but they see what's going on, but they're not as vocal as they would be for the Democrats. Now they're like, oh, we see what's going on, but we're going to quietly come over here and support the Republicans. Like I, I know a few people actually that have yeah, done that. I, I, I hope that is the case because like I said, you had some that were very vocal when Trump was in office and when he was running, right? Well, when he was running, I should say, you know, some people said, you know, I agree with his policies, but I can't support his character. I can't vote for him. Uh, and, and so, but I haven't heard the, that, that, that faction when it comes to Biden and, and his amoral, immoral uh, policies uh, as far as children. It's, it's, it, I haven't heard it. I have not heard it. Um, and I, I challenge you to comment tonight uh, on this. It, it, give me, I, I would love to hear it because to me, there's no difference. If you want to talk about morality and you want to talk about you can't vote for someone because of, uh, of, of, of their character, you have a president who is trying to ca chemically castrate children. 
they they're not only chemically, they're cutting off breath. And the majority of them will regret it. The majority of them will regret it, especially if they get bottom surgery. Yeah. You have them, you know, in school show reading books to elementary school kids about uh, uh, sex and in same sex uh, situations, sexualizing our children. And I haven't heard anyone stand up in the faith based communities like they did against Trump and his character. Uh, so let's go to some of the comments here. Uh, so we have, uh, let's see here. We have Denise Glover. Amen, Shelly. Okay. Um, yeah, continue to comment. Definitely uh, comment and subscribe. We have one here. Raphael Warnock wants to kill more babies too. Well, we know that. Um, again, you know, you don't hear faith-based community standing up against abortion, but that's something we... That's a long time thing. But isn't, like, isn't, he, isn't he a minister, Raphael Warnock? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a minister in uh, Georgia. He's going up against Herschel Walker, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. We'll continue to follow that. Again, um, I challenge you all to, to take a look at this Washington Post story. Uh, we will post it in the comments. But it's something. It's it's certainly something to see. Uh, and, and definitely, I would love to hear your thoughts. So, uh, definitely can comment uh, in, in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. Also, like I mentioned, subscribe. Subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Uh, check us out on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com for up-to-date information and if you like what we're doing, if you want to support independent media, please uh, go to our PayPal. Pal. Uh, it is in the comments and donate. Uh, it was a greatly, we greatly appreciate that, and it would help uh, us move our content uh, and, and keep coming, keep this coming to you guys, uh, bring you this information. Again, we are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. All right, so we are moving right along to our pop-off rapid-fire round. So basically, as you guys know, uh, I host, I need each of you to pop off on this trending topic and provide your reaction in 30 seconds or less. All right, so we are starting with you tonight, uh, Shelly. So let's see here. Uh, so take a look at this clip. I want to get your thoughts on that. My daughter just had her sixth grade graduation. And when I got to the school to see her walk her little stage into her thing, she's wearing some outfit I've never seen. Turns out her stepmother, just the two of them, went shopping last night to buy her a dress for graduation. This is a milestone moment that I wasn't even included in on. How is that showing an ounce of respect? I birthed this child. She's my child. I'm the one that's known her from birth to sixth grade to be celebrating the fact that she's graduating sixth grade. You're the one that bought her a fucking dress. You couldn't even include me in on it. A milestone moment. You really think I stepped up that I've been in her life for six months, eight months, however fuck along you've been in her goddamn life. You really think you have the right to go with her dress shopping for her fucking graduation and exclude me. That's respect. That's building a community and a village for children. That's what's best for the fucking children. Really? Get the fuck out of here. All right, so that that actually, I would like T, if you could pop off on that. That is basically 
I want to get your thoughts on that, the dynamic uh, between a stepmom and a mom. So as you can see, she was really upset. She missed this opportunity. Do you think she had a right to be upset about this? You know, what are your thoughts? So um, there, there are a lot of wrongs here because, first of all, the stepmother, if it's an official stepmother, I hope it's not a stepgirlfriend, the stepmother and the mother should already have a relationship as the mother, she should have already established a relationship with the stepmother when her and the ex-husband or whatever got, the father got married so that this wouldn't have happened because they would have already known, look, I'm buying her a dress. This, no, there was already, the whole purpose of establishing a relationship is to keep peace between everyone. So that's a wrong that she didn't establish a relationship. And then the second thing is the stepmother, yeah, I mean, you should communicate. I think she was, she probably overstepped her boundaries, but at the end of the day, the daughter had a new dress for her graduation. It should always be the children at the end of the day. So why not be happy that you have someone in the child's life that is caring for her enough to buy her a new dress and for her to look happy or pretty or whatever. So at the end of the day, you should just, the kids is the focus, the children are the focus, not your feelings, ma'am. All right. All right, moving right along. Um, this next clip is a clip of you, the Martin Show uh, is doing a reunion, and uh, and they have a reunion coming up. And so this is Tisha Campbell Sally. talking about the reunion, uh, the impending reunion coming up. I think it's this month. So take a look. Do we have that clip? <laughs> so what was that like, just being back? It was incredible. It was like we were going to start work all over, like right then. Wow. We were ready to start and everything was going to start working. And, and it was amazing, like just being with everybody. We were finishing each other's sentences. We were joking. We were laughing. It was like being on set again. I know it was really fun to see you guys together, too, because yeah. you could tell there's love there. You know, when the show ended, there was tension between you and Martin. Uh -huh. You had filed a lawsuit against him and he said it wasn't true. How were you able to get back on track with him? Because clearly you guys have we're, worked it out. We're we are. We worked really hard to reconnect, mm. to forgive, and it's really, this reunion is about a celebration yeah, of everything that. that we did, everything that we accomplished, and our growth as human beings. Mm. And so we concentrated mostly on that. On that. Mm -hmm. But I, I look at your... Okay, and before you start, before you start, Shelly, um, I want to give you a little bit of background because, again, what she was referring to is... The, um, they had a really bad falling out. So, of course, Martin was a huge show, 1992 to 1997. But in 1997, Tisha Campbell charged uh, Martin Lawrence with repeated and escalating sexual harassment, sexual battery, verbal abuse, and threats. Uh, so, he, you know, that was a huge thing. They actually settled out of court. However, in an interview in GQ, I think this was like two years ago, it was last year, he said, uh, he was asked about that lawsuit, and Martin Lawrence said, and I quote, it was all a lot of bullshit. And just whoever thought it was, it was bullshit. He said, adding that the two never spoke about the lawsuit. Uh, he says, we don't need to talk about something that just didn't happen. So that's what I want to ask you about. Now we have them in this, uh, you know, in this reunion show, should Tisha Campbell get a pass for filing what appears to be a frivolous lawsuit? Okay. 
Everybody knows who knows me knows I am a huge Martin fan, okay? Or at least the Martin Lawrence show, um, the Martin show. So all those details, sometimes I think that the lawyers, or at least her lawyers at the time and her advisors, I think they kind of riled up this situation and it didn't happen. I can see Martin forgiving, like she said, forgiving, moving on, whatever they did. Um, so I don't know all the details. Nothing really came of it. At least I'm not aware of what came of it. Like you said, nothing happened. But I do want to say this. It it to me, it goes to, I'm gonna say it's always the woman. It's always the woman who has to cause all of this trouble. And men, by and large, are generally forgiving. Okay. So Martin was able to forgive and move on. Um that hope they have a good reunion, you know, whatever. But I, I, I think it was a big nothing burger. She was young, probably arrogant. He, he may have been as well. And I think her advisors just advised her incorrectly. All right, all right, um, all right. So we're moving right along. Uh, I, I honestly think it's terrible. I actually have to comment on this. I do. I think this is just. This is just reflective of this whole Me Too movement, honestly, where you have these women who, who, who they're, they're about money. To me, it looks like she is now, they know she, she has had a, her, her career has lagged ever since Martin's show. I, she hasn't done much of anything. Uh, she's a C actor, actress at best. And now she comes out because, you know, Martin Lawrence has continued to thrive. Uh, with his co with his shows, with his movies, and and so on, and she wants a piece of the pie. So now she's saying, I, I don't even wouldn't call it let bygones be bygones. To me, she's like, I'm here for the bang, and uh, and 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 you saw her voice start to shake, and and you know, for once, you know, Gail called somebody out, and I actually agreed with her for saying she was like, and he said it, it didn't it didn't uh, wasn't true, <laughs> you know, so um. I, I think I think she is. It, it really looks poorly on her. But I know I'm not supposed to talk with you. This is your pop off. So let's wait a minute. Going. No, I want to say something. Um, you might. I mean, you might. You have a point. But remember, they invited her back to the reunion. They didn't have to do that because that was the heyday of her show of the show when, right. when they were all on there. So they invited her back to the reunion. So it does speak to whatever the the forgivenesses and the you know the bygones. It does speak to that to a little bit. All right. Uh, I want to play this uh, this next clip. Uh, actually, it's not a clip. This is the, a question for you, Yana. So um, this week, Justin Bieber came out. Uh, he had his the whole, I believe, left side of his face is paralyzed. Uh, he has been diagnosed with Ramsey hunting syndrome. Uh, and he, he came out his the video and I, I actually, I actually encourage you all to go to his Instagram page and watch it. It is still up where he was talking to fans and apologizing for canceling shows due to this, uh, this illness or this virus is what it is. And it was sad. It was very sad to watch and, and my heart and, and prayers go out to him. I hope he has a speedy recovery. But I want to get your uh, opinion on this. And I don't want to get censored because I know you can't talk about anything to do with COVID. But um, he was an avid supporter of the vaccine. Uh, he is he is vaccinated and so is his uh, wife. Uh, she had a blood clot, uh, I believe, a year ago. Uh, so do you think 
this has any connection to what is happening to him now? Yana, this is for you. Well, yes, I have to say that's the first thing that came to my mind because we're seeing this really strange things happening to people. I mean, when do we see some, how often do we see someone like lose, you know, a control of their half of their face? And then we see other situations where people will like blood clots, um, just dying mysteriously. Like I literally know people who just died and there's no explanation. And actually, after I saw uh, what happened to him, I checked and there was a study uh, that was done uh, that connected that syndrome, the Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, to COVID-19. So it had, I mean, I'm sorry, COVID-19 vaccination. So there is an actual study that was done in the University of Hong Kong, and uh, they have linked, there was another person who had, uh, you know, the same situation happen to them. So, I mean, my mind, that's probably related because it's just so unusual. And now we're seeing more and more unusual reactions in people. All right. Um, again, our heart, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to him and anyone, young people. You know, we they were, we talked about this last week, a news article uh, that said there was an uptick in deaths of uh, people 40 and younger uh, dying from uh, sudden death syndrome. Uh, I think it was sudden, yeah, sudden death syndrome. It was right. sudden adult, adult death. Adult, okay. Sad. Sudden adult death syndrome. And yes. that, and then most of those um, upticks have been happening in Australia, from what I understand. Because okay. for, for a number wow, of years- Wow, and they're so vaccinated. That's so weird, you know? Yeah. For a number of years in the US, um, I think from the 1989 to the mid 90s or so, there was a, a stark decline in the US, but the, Australia is just starting to keep track now that they're having this uptick. All right, well, we'll continue to watch and follow that, that story. I want to go to our last pop-off of the night. This is for you, Colleen. Uh, take a look at this clip, and I want to get your response. No so, question So there's about a it. lot of major things we've done, but what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, let me say it another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate But it look how the press has changed. Mm-hmm. Look how the press is. It has changed. Oh, listen, it, I, it, I get it. I know you you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a, um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on, on, the, on nightly news. Mm-hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just, everything gets, gets sensationalized. In ways that, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look. I'm going to take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more. I don't, if you don't mind. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. I, 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 I we have some play. biracial commercials we need to show. Wow. All right. So, what is is, I mean, what do you biracial think about commercials. that interview and Biden, President Biden's, how he acted in the interview? I mean, are we seeing a president in decline? I'm so glad that I got this um, because, you know, um, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel is just as bad as Bill Maher. There are Biden's cheerleaders just along with the view. 
Um, Bill Maher actually had a list of things that Biden has done for minorities on his last show last weekend. He had a full graphic of this is what he's done for black people. I was like, is this guy seriously sitting up here like, please, guys, vote for Biden next time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really tired of the press constantly covering for this guy. Let's cut to commercial. He clearly can't talk right. This is the time to do it. I mean, it's how much more? I, I, I feel like the rest of the world sees what's going on. I mean, this is just so embarrassing at this point. I'm so ashamed to have him as a president. I really am. Every time he talks, I'm just like, please shut up. Like, I don't want to get bombed while you're president. Because honestly, if we do, we're screwed. This guy's an idiot. So every time he talks, I just get anxiety. Yeah. It it, it reminded me of um, my grandmother. Um, before she passed away, she had dementia. And so, uh, you know, I'm talking to her and you can tell she's kind of like fuzzy and going all over the place. But you, you're trying to keep them on the track. You're trying to keep them on the track and, and you don't want them to know that you know that they're not all there. And so you you see how he said, oh, I know Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, he was trying to, to keep him in there, keep him, keep him on track with the conversation. The man couldn't even finish a sentence. It, it's sad. I, I thought it was funny when you said, I, I guess that's the problem. We haven't been able to understand. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of like, was, was he trying to say that he cannot, he doesn't make sense? Well, in the, in the conversation, he never, never. His uh, mm. his administration has accomplished, you know, and and I am I would love to see what Bill Maher actually said. What has he done for black people? Because all I hear him talking about is trans. Have to. Oh my God! I will send you the clip. He talks to Doctor Cornell West or Doctor West. Do you know who he is? Yeah. So he has a discussion with him. Doctor West is like, honestly, Trump and Biden are both no better. I, I don't think that they're either. And Bill Maher's like, hey, hey, wait a minute here. Pulls up a graphic. And it was literally nothing that actually helped black people. He literally had on there that they cut black poverty by 40% with cash programs. I'm not kidding. I'll find this clip and I'll send it to you later. But I was just like, so they're just going to keep gaslighting Americans? Because I'm pretty sure that nobody's poverty was cut by 40%. Gas is $6 a damn gallon, practically. What? Like, they just make things up. You hear people talking about how we got these stimulus checks, or some of us, some people got them, and and they're all gone. The I mean, that's like two bills for a normal American. Those stimulus checks, my God! You paid for your real estate. Yeah, that's a payment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now, good God Almighty, they're out of tampons. They're out of tampons and sanitary napkins or next. What in the world are we going to do? How much is, that those people had, is that why those people had uh, menstrual blood on their pants? Better get the cup. We always have the cup. Oh. I saw my friend make a status about the Roll some toilet paper up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. All right. Well, again, that's our pop-off. So, uh, again, these, these are our pop-off rounds where I ask each uh, host uh, a question. And uh, have them answer in thirty seconds or less. Less. I wish I had uh, more than thirty seconds for mine. Oh, I was yeah. trying to sum it up. <laughs> um, but if you have a question that you'd like to hear answered by one of our co-hosts, email me kj at metroconservativemedia.com. We will ask the co-host your question during our next show. All right, so we are moving right along tonight uh, to our next topic. 
which is here. It's a local issue here in Baltimore City. Uh, 12,000 kids were changed from change, were grades were changed from failing to passing in Baltimore City schools, and people are upset. Please take a look at this clip. Thank you. We don't Thank need you. that. You all can there go. We are here to fight for our children. We don't need cameras out here. We don't need that. We are out here to fight for our children. It ain't about these damn cameras around here. Our children are failing because of this. this so she advised them to run away. Right. So she's running away from our children. So this is Baltimore City Public Schools. She wants to go inside she and have an interview, a more controlled environment. Tell us to be quiet. Talk one by one. If you want to talk, damn it, talk. This is the time to talk. This is the time to talk. We don't need no damn cameras around. We don't need no news. Our children is suffering. And I went through the same thing that they went through. I came out of the fourth, I came out of the 12th grade reading on a fourth grade reading level. I could not go to college. I could not go in the army. I could not do a damn thing, but stay stuck in this city and our children are going through the same damn thing and you tell us to be quiet this ain't the time to be quiet i will shout and i will tell everybody they need to go we need a federal investigation wow um i wasn't there and just watching that is it, it's it, it almost brings tears to my eyes. I want to go right to you, Shelly, because you were there. Can you talk about <laughs> what happened at the city at, at the Board of Education? So what happened was the administrators, those two administrators there, basically they wanted to only speak to the media who were largely giving them unchallenged uh, time, basically. So I and a few other parents and, and the public, we took our little happy asses up there and interrupted. And so we started talking to the, the administrators and they wanted to go in a more controlled environment, basically. So you saw them walking away, walking into the building. Okay, okay. Um, and, and, the, and the gentleman that, I mean, if, if that doesn't move you, we talk on this show all the time about standing up, you know, we were just talking about standing up, you know, people, parents standing up against this transgender, against this sexualization of children across the country. That man, he mm -hmm. explained how he was a victim of the failing school system. And now he is standing up. We need more parents right. like him, more people to stand up and tell somebody and and put truth to power. Uh, I, I want to go to you, uh, Yana. I, I want to go to you on this. What are your thoughts after seeing that video and hearing about the report? 12,000 kids had their grades changed from failing to passing. This is just one 
incident. I mean, we've had the Augusta Fells issue. We've had, you know, uh, uh, they're counting their kids aren't going to school and they're counting them present in Baltimore City schools. What are your thoughts on what occurred here? Well, you know how I usually talk about Marxism and socialism and how those things don't exactly work. And uh, in order for those things to work, you have to have a totalitarian society, a very totalitarian society. Uh, and we don't live in that type of society. We should not have uh, too much socialism in America. And so um, what, what I'm seeing is that it's a failure of a uh, public system and there shouldn't be public schools, I think. And I can expand on that, uh, why I feel this way because there's such thing as uh, exchange. And whenever, you know, when someone does something for you, someone does something good for you, people want to do something in return. And that is just like, it's like a law. So uh, there has to be an exchange between, you know, who's person who's receiving the service and the person who's providing the service. So I think that there's actually a, a big disbalance here. So yes, the administrators and the teachers might be at fault and so in, in some ways, uh, but also there's the parents and the students. And so when we have, uh, when we introduce, let's say capitalism, and I'm not saying like, let's say just, you know, the government can still be involved in some way and subsidize and all that stuff, but everyone has to pay for education. I think that that may solve the problem in some ways, because in, in many ways it's like, this has been happening for a long time. And when people are paying for something, they value it more and they become more involved and they will maybe catch the problem early before a child is in high school and cannot read. All right. Uh, I, I want to go to you, Colleen. What are your thoughts on this, this crisis, uh, Baltimore city education crisis going on. You know, we had the Flint water crisis. You have Catholic uh, priests and the Catholic school crisis abusing children. This is, why aren't we getting the same amount of coverage and the same amount of, of push against these le in leadership in Baltimore city schools that we got for those crises? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, I would say that anytime any kind of woke crap comes up and any school meetings or any kind of woke crap is being pushed in your curricula, any parents who are out there listening to this constantly fight it because that is the worst thing that's going to make schools so much worse. They literally don't want to actually work on academics. They just want to work on things that they will not actually use in the real world. So if you can't even have enough academics to get into the even the military after school or anything if you literally can't do anything after school because we're implementing crap in the schools like lgbt like curricula stuff like that like those are not things that kids need to learn about i mean and, and that's always pushed in these democrat areas they push push this woke agenda so my thoughts on this are this is a definitely a direct result of um, just like woke curricula but also i wonder when parents are going to care more because i just don't i mean i feel like <laughs> We need a little bit more uproar from parents as well. I think that the parents need to be a little bit more, they need to get more upset when they see something that's being pushed in curricula that's not academics. The second they see something that's a distraction, jump on it. Like we need to care a little bit more. And I don't say- and I don't They pay for care. it, they will care. It's because right. it's free. It's They're receiving the service and they're like, whatever. They're just, uh, they don't think about it. That's just like human nature. 
Right. And when you pay for something, then you're like, oh, what am I paying exactly? Right. When I say well, care, I mean, I mean, they need to care about the fact that like anything that's not academic being put in the schools will be pretty much harmful. So if they think it's LGBT book club night or something like that, get mad. What is this? This is not academics. How is this going to help my kids succeed? succeed? Like you have to literally get mad about anything that's not academics being pushed in the schools. Like anytime there's something that's not going to help the kids get up there, get up at city hall, do what that guy did. Like it has to be, they need more energy. What are your thoughts on this uh, T you, we've seen this great scandaling scandal, uh, the failing of our children by, uh, by this administration, by this uh, school board. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I agree with all the ladies here and, a previous guest that we've had um, on the show has said that it's been this way for the past 50, 60 years. So at this point, it's, it's not going to get better. Um, so we do have to take our children out. Like that, There's no other way than to unschool and homeschool our children. There's no other way. And, and maybe if we pay for it, like Yana said, we'd have to... Um, we we appreciate it more, but the only other way is to take our children out of the school. School choice, I mean, they're all teaching the same the same thing now, so it, that's not even going to help in public schools. So there's there's no there's no way around it. From everywhere that we turn, they're taking our children. So we have to take our children back. There's I no want to go. It. All right, I want to play a clip, but before so I want before I do that, I would like to go to some of these comments because we do have a lot on this topic. Uh, we have Belinda, she says, but at this point, so many people are behind. They can't afford to send kids to private. Good yeah, point. we really got to fix the public. So system. I want to, can I address that, what Belinda said? Sure. There are ways that parents, before, the, I mean, before the uh, parents can come together and form co-ops, they can form, uh, I don't know, school groups. Plenty of people can teach children how to read, write, and do basic math from K through 12. There are plenty of people, you don't have to have a PhD in math and science or in aeronautics to teach children basic K through 12 reading, writing, and math. So oh. parents can come together and be creative about how their children are educated and they can, whatever, in the homes, they can use rooms in some churches or whatever it may be. But there are ways. Once the power is removed from the school systems, then they have no more leverage. And the power that they have is when you give your children to them every day. I agree. Right. Yeah, I agree, Shelly. Also, right now we have so much technology. We have so much out there that they can practice whatever it is that they need to learn and watch videos and take tests. How about talking to the, some of the teachers in the uh, schools and saying, look, we're going to pay you, you know, to teach our kids and we can pay you more than, than the school pays. I mean, you know, we all, many of us during the pandemic, you know, I have a, a 13 year old during the pandemic, um, you know, thank God, you know, he he was going to private school, so he did. He was in school most of the of the pandemic, but there was a, a period of time when it first hit that they have they did close his school, and they were doing the online learning. I continued to work. Uh, my husband continued to work, and it was very difficult trying to manage him while I'm working, and uh, and my husband was working. 
So how are you guys talking about the co-ops? I know co-ops. Now, no, I, you I, need to have an instructor. Like, I'm not saying that the parents no, should can, take over. Many Completely. There has to be an instructor who... parents in Baltimore City cannot afford to pay a teacher. That's the whole point. They're going to public school. If they could afford tutors and, and all okay. that. Okay, to, to your point, I agree that not everybody can afford one. And I'm not talking about individually. If you form groups, right, there's, there's what do you call it, power in numbers or whatever. That's one way. Number two, also, if they if these parents have can get the information, if we can get it out to them, go to demand school choice. Demand that the money that is going to public schools for your children comes to the child. The money should follow the child, not be sent to North Avenue and other school districts. That's that's another thing. Number three, ultimately, your children are your responsibility. So yes, we do. I work like you, KJ. My my child goes to private school, and for a period of time, very short period of time, their school closed at the beginning of the pandemic as well. But guess what? First of all, when they said children stay home and do whatever, I didn't listen to that any damn way. Okay, I took my child out. We went out for walks, you know, exercising, whatever, all that stuff. So there there comes a point where we have to stand up to say no. Enough is enough. Now, that point may be different for some of us or different across the board in different areas, but we still have to say, no, enough is enough. This I is where the that. line is. Yeah, and I think it's doable. I mean, well, you can there pay are public schools. The public school system works in other areas. Okay, so it's not so much about public school system and the idea that you have to pay. Uh, to get to uh, get some you know why it it works in other areas maybe if the parents are more involved in those areas because I've gone to school in uh, New York that was a failing school and then I went to school in Virginia and honestly the the level of instruction was pretty much the same the reason why the school in Virginia was doing better is because the parents were more involved sure in I'm not saying it's the parents' fault necessarily. Yes, they can be really busy and may not speak English, but if they see really bad results, like Shelly was saying, some they can do something. You can pay someone $40 an hour and let's say, you know, get nine kids together. You can break it up between, you know, each parent and it's not going to be a whole lot. So there's ways to do this. And we we always talk about how socialism doesn't work. Like Shelly said, it's been like this, or someone said that uh, T was saying that it hasn't been working for what, 60 years? That's as long, almost as long as the Soviet Union existed. So it's collapsing. Socialism in public school does not work. And it doesn't work in better areas either. The only reason why kids are doing better there is because the parents are very much involved well, let's, and, look, at and that. let's look at that. I want to show this clip because I want to talk about after this clip. I want to talk about accountability. Um, yes, we've talked. We've mentioned the parents, but what about the administration, uh, elected leaders, the school board? Take a look at this second clip. Even even when we have not had this well, let me ask you this. Just your just your thoughts as Mr. Andre. What do you think the disconnect is? Because we have a whole lot of parents out here in Baltimore City who don't think what you're saying is true. So what is the disconnect? What am I missing? What are they missing? Here's what you're missing. Okay. Trust. And trust is built on outcomes. It's one thing for Andre to tell you, we care about these kids. But what you're looking at me and what many of our parents are saying is, but I know this student over here 
and what you're telling me, and I want to believe you, but his outcomes ain't bad. So why should we trust you then? You know, that is just an honest question. Um, I would love to tell you that watch us work and see our passion, but as in the end, the only thing that matters in life ultimately is results. That's why the CEO pushes us so hard, and that's why we push ourselves so hard. But when you're asking me to, can I give you that trust? All right, so that was, uh, I think it's Dr. Andre Talley. Right, I think it's Riley. Riley. Right, he is the, uh, he's, he is the public relations for Baltimore City Schools uh, and for the uh, school board. And right. he talked about outcomes. He said that we need to trust them and we need to trust them ba based off of outcomes. So let's take a look at these outcomes. Uh, so Fox 45 again dug deeper into this topic and learned as the salaries went up in city schools, key student performance metrics went down. In the last five years, the graduation rate is down two points from 71% to 69%. Attendance is down by eight points from nearly 88% in 2016 to about 80% in 2021. Chronic absenteeism is also up 12 points from 37% to 49%. These numbers were stagnant or trending worse before COVID. So this is just one aspect of the outcomes, but all of these measurements, any way you, you do it generally across the board is abysmal for Baltimore City Schools. So who should we hold accountable? This is what I want you to answer. Who should we hold accountable? Anybody? So in that sense, it's like when I was talking to uh, Andre Riley there, I, I mentioned that, you know, in that school board administration building, people get paid a hundred thousand of dollars every two weeks. But the outcomes for these parents are that their children are being graduated and passed through, not being able to read again, read, write, do basic math, can't even go and really fill out a job application. So the outcomes on their end, they are responsible for and they should be held accountable. However, a lot of parents, this go is like a this symbiotic relationship. If parents are not involved, they're not going to know and 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 be and hold these people accountable. And what's going to happen? The people are just going to keep rolling with it. They're going to keep demanding to get paid more and whatever else the, the unions are demanding. So it's a this symbiotic relationship, a dysfunctional one. But again, what's coming, what's happening in the end? The, the students and the kids are the ones who are being disservice to the utmost. Yeah, exactly. And when you look at the outcomes from charter schools versus these public schools, many of the charter schools take these same kids who have been failing in public school and they come out with better outcomes in these charter schools. So it's not just about the parents. I mean, parents are a big a big part of it, but this system is failing our children too, and there's no accountability. Well, because charter schools are more closely related to, I would say, a capitalist system. Because if a charter school fails, then they they lose funding. Their spons they have a, they have sponsors. So besides the government, the government may give some money to a charter school, but they're also companies 
that sponsor charter school and they have to produce results real results and the kids actually have to get into colleges and move on and pass uh, state uh, exams and so there's accountability and there's money connected to that uh, performance yeah uh, right you know, also, I want to say this, the system, I'm saying the system in general, but we're talking about Baltimore's city. The system is really set up to keep parents out so that parents, they don't really want parents involved because once a parent, your average parent becomes aware of what's going on, they're going to raise holy hell. So the system is really set up to work against them even being involved beyond a certain level. Yes, they might want you to come and volunteer in the cafeteria or be the hall monitor for, for whatever, but they don't really want you knowing more you know, above a, above a certain level because once you do, then you are going to hold them accountable and they don't want that. Yeah, and I, and I want to get your you guys' thoughts on the media coverage. Now, you have people in Baltimore City who hate Fox 45 because Fox 45 is shedding light on what is going on. Uh, and I really don't understand why they do that. Because I don't understand why people have such a big issue for Fox 45 doing this. Because if without them, we wouldn't know all of the inconsistencies and failings within this school system. I want to get your thoughts on this, Colleen. You what? Why would people be upset with them for shedding light on this? Just like they shed light on the news, some news coverage of the Flint water crisis was uncovered, uh, the the can't scandal in Catholic schools and the abuse of children was uncovered. Now we're uncovering failures within this administration and the school board and Baltimore City Public Schools, and they they don't want you. They, you can't talk about it. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, they really, they don't want people to know about it. That's really it. I mean, they don't want people to know about the problems in Baltimore. They want everybody to think that Democrat policies work, that Joe Biden's economy is prosperous. They want to, they want us to believe that he's cut black poverty by 40%. Um, I think that they literally just want to keep the lie going and they, I mean, I can't stand how combative they can be towards Project Baltimore. I mean, they're, they're so necessary. And if it weren't for them, my goodness, what I would mean, be so much worse than it already is if it weren't for Project Baltimore. I mean, somebody has to uncover this crap and they're the only ones who care that are local. Yeah, mm. we have all the news organizations, most of them within Baltimore City are lackeys for the Democrat politicians. Baltimore Sun, you had this woman, Brittany Verner on uh, WMAR now, she posted, she put out an article about the uh, protest at City Hall. She says, a protest outside of Baltimore City Schools administration building almost turned violent. Now, Shelly, you were there for either all the time or majority of the time. Did this almost turn violent? Uh, no, it didn't. It was not almost violent. And she's also said it was an ambush talking about we, the, the public, ambushed the the administrators basically um just disclaimer i did write miss Vernal or wmar who she works for to ask her to come on the show to defend what she wrote because what she wrote was an absolute lie and not only was it a lie it showed disdain and contempt 
for the people of Baltimore City who entrust their children in our K through 12 uh, school system to be educated. It showed basically she snubbed snubbed her nose at the people of Baltimore, saying basically you are not worthy to talk to these administrators. That's basically mm -hmm. what she's saying because she lied. And I hope she hears this. And I invite her on here to have a discussion about what she wrote because it was utterly lying. Yes. I would also. These can people I, are enemy of the state. I was going to say that. Enemies of the state. Yes. Because they do not hold our elected officials mm -hmm. accountable, yes. and that is what we need. They're supposed to investigate stuff like this, not be puppets. It's, it's for propaganda. It's propaganda. It's not. It's not in press anymore. They are not on our side at all. No, it's problem. And, I, and if she is listening right now, I would like to let her know you are contributing to the downfall of Baltimore. Just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah. And and why you so. added uh Brittany Verner, why don't you just say how uh, uh Brandon uh Scott? Why don't you do that? Because that's right. what you are. You Brandon are Scott is I, I never thought I'd look at Brandon Scott and go, you know what? I can be in politics one day too. Great. That's yeah. what Brandon Scott does for me. I'm yeah. like, great, I can do yeah. better than you one day. Anybody yeah, you can. Know you gotta have a thicker tongue. Because yeah. you got a heavy tongue taking up his whole mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but it, it, it's it's terrible. It's Might terrible. Get nasty. He's who knows what he's doing with that heavy tongue. Um, they lie. They lie. They lie. Like 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 the day comes up, the night follows day, and day follows night. They lie so much and so just so effortlessly. And they, and they really want pe people, you know, people either fall for their lies, but the people who don't, those are the ones they they really hate. They really hate the people who don't fall for their lives and who don't fall in line with them. Right. Yeah, we I have really some Marvin Phillips here. He's saying, speak that truth. Some in my area, unions first. Yeah, they're all stooges for the unions. Mm -hmm. They're they're getting their pockets lined. Yeah, Same I thing mean, going on with the election with Marilyn Mosby. She's all cozy with the news media, except for Fox 45 and maybe the brew. She's and at fault. She's at fault too because she's not providing a safe community for these kids to go to school in. So she's just, she is a contributing factor along with the superintendent and anybody else who actually has any say at the school. She board. should really be investigating because she's the state's attorney in Baltimore City. She should be investigating them. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I mean, for any, and I really hope that that reporter is listening to this show right now, because honestly, to ever, to ever look at somebody who is protesting the fact that they took 12,000 students and turned them from failing to passing. And it was like, they were really upset. I can't believe it. Why do you think we were upset, lady? What the hell is wrong with these people? Like, I wouldn't call her, I wouldn't call her a reporter. Yeah. She's a latte liberal. She's not a reporter. I mean, journalism isn't the same anymore. So she's not a reporter. She's an opinion article writer or an opinion editor or whatever. Yeah. So again, we do have to move on from this. This is an important topic. Please continue to share this video. Share it on your news feeds, on your YouTube. Send it in Messenger, especially if you are local to Maryland. Uh, or if you have similar situation happening within your uh, community, because we as not just parents, just just community being a part of the community need to shed light on this. Because guess what? Even if you don't have a student within the Baltimore City public school system, if you live in Maryland, you will be affected by this. Because guess what? Poorly educated kids turn into criminals. 
and criminals turn into people who who vandalize and 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 tear up the community. You're going to fill these jobs that we have here if they exactly. can't do the job. Yeah, like we're going to have yeah. to hire out. I mean, right. nobody in Maryland would be qualified to work the jobs we have open here, and we have That's a lot right. of good paying yeah. jobs. Yes, indeed. So. All right. So again, join the conversation as you guys have. I do. Let me go through some of these comments. So let's see here. We have Denise Glover. She says, attack all who don't accept their narrative. They are labeling, labeling domestic terrorists. They certainly are. You see that in Virginia. My goodness, the FBI was put on some of these parents for just standing up for their community. Uh, so, again, uh, we'll continue to check the comments throughout the show. Also, subscribe. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Check us out on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com for up-to-date information. We are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. All right, so we are getting closer to the end of the show. This is our last topic of the night, uh, which is mental health. So there was an article, um, actually it was like a post. Uh, posted on, I believe it was dot.com. I, I actually don't have, okay, there it is. So daily dot, uh, daily dot.com. And basically what occurred is uh, a lady got on and said she went out on a date with a guy and uh, they had a nice time. And I guess he used the bathroom or something. And while he was there, he noticed she had medication that she was taking. He goes and Googles it. And finds out it's an antipsychotic, and so uh, he reached out to her and to confirm it, and basically said he didn't want to date her anymore because she was on she she may may have a mental health issue. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, and I want to expand this topic a little bit, uh, not just to mental health but physical health. So uh, if you, what advice would you give someone? that is dating, let's say you have a girlfriend, a friend who is is dating somebody and they're getting serious and they find out, you know, this person has a mental health or physical health issue. Would you advise them to keep dating the person or would you say, you know, no, you don't need to go forward with this person because they have this issue? And is that insensitive? I want to get your thoughts on this. I'll start with you, T. Um, I would advise my friend not to date someone with a mental health issue. Um, physical, I mean, you can obviously see that, so you can choose. I mean, I guess you can choose either way, but I would advise them not to because, well, however, they're, the whole mental health, everyone has anxiety now. Everyone is depressed now. Everyone is taking medicine. Seeking therapy is like the bougie thing to do, which some people may need it, but it's like, a check, like it's a badge of honor now. So it may be a good thing to most people that someone is doing the work to make themselves better. But I would advise not to because you never know. Just never know. Thank you. All right. What are your thoughts on this, uh, Colleen? Uh, you have a friend who finds out that, you know, a guy she's getting serious with has some type of mental health issue or maybe some type of chronic uh, health issue, uh, physical issue. Uh, would you advise them to continue to go to date them or, or leave them alone? Well, unfortunately, 
we're very over-medicated in America, and I can speak to this firsthand. I was on medications that were for anti-seizure, that were for mood swings. I've been off them for like a while now because I didn't need them. Nothing really happened, but my doctor is getting a crap load of money for prescribing them to me. I'm currently still on Adderall that I'm really trying to get off of, but you get stuck on it when you've been on it for so long. And um, I'm over-medicated on that. I don't need it. So I can't wait to get off this. But I've been overly medicated for very many years for things that I didn't need help with. I, I didn't never had seizures. I don't have rapid, just crazy mood swings or anything like that. Like my boyfriend wouldn't be with me if I was that crazy after stopping these anti-seizures medications or whatever they were. But we're overly medicated. And so, I mean, the guy could be just medicated for something that he probably doesn't even need to be medicated for. But I mean, honestly, if the guy really does have problems, I really would advise against it just because we got to look out for ourselves as women. I mean, it's it's not something you definitely got to be careful when you're with somebody who is a, um, a mentally ill man and is stronger than you and uh, might have violent tendencies, possibly. I mean, that's that's a nightmare. So I would usually advise against it. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Shelly? Um, again, you have a friend who t comes to you and says they're dating somebody. You f they found out they have a mental health issue or uh, a physical health issue, um, you know, some type of chronic issue. Do you tell them to continue dating or do you advise them to leave them alone? I say date who you want and, and don't date if you don't want for whatever reason. Um, now, all mental health issues are not the same. Like T said, it's just fashionable now, you know, for everybody to have a mental health issue. All of them are not the same and neither are all physical, um, I guess, ailments or illnesses are not the same. So if you want to uh, be invested in that relationship, taking it however far you want to go, do it. If not, then don't. But it's not a matter of insensitivity or not. It's a matter of you wanting to be involved in, and putting yourself out to do that. Um, I make a I make a distinction between dating and marriage. Once you are married, that's a whole different commitment, a whole different level. When you're dating, that's the time to decide what it is you really want and you're, what you're even willing to do while you you know before you sign the uh, sign the marriage certificate, All the marriage right. license. All right. Um... And, and what are your thoughts on this, Yana? Uh, you know, you find out someone has a, a mental health issue or a chronic physical issue. Um, do you advise your friend to continue dating this person or cut the, cut the brakes and, and, and pull out at this time? Well, uh, Shelly said something uh, interesting when she said that, well, when you're dating, it's kind of okay, you know, to date uh, whatever, you know, whoever whatever issues they have and marriage is different, but isn't dating supposed to lead to marriage? Well, that's what, Not the, all the time. That's what I, yeah, that's what all I time. specifically say. Um, well, but it, it can, right? I mean, that's the goal, right? It I can, mean, and but you has, also have a choice. Uh, you have much more freedom to make that choice before you sign the marriage certificate or the marriage license, I should say. That's what dating is for. Yes, it can, and many times it does lead to marriage, but that is not, you are not obligated to marry someone because you're dating that person. Sure, sure. But okay, but let, me clarify, let me clarify, okay? I am asking, this is a situation where someone is, there is an intention to be in a long-term relationship or marriage with this person. You have a friend who comes to you and they ask for advice. Should I, what do you think, Shelly? What do you think, Yana? Do you think I should continue with this person? 
or you know with this mental health issue or this physical issue or right. do you think that and I the thing is that we wrong? we talk about cons- like conservative values a lot here and the thing is a dating like wh- what does that mean like does that mean you're sleeping with that person does that mean you can get pregnant by that person so yeah you might have a choice uh you know to say no to marriage but then uh you know how about you you get used to this person you know you like them or you so what? I mean, I'm not, so what? what if you you have a baby with a crazy person? I mean, that's that what, happens every that's day. It happens every day, unfortunately. No, is that what we should? That's the whole question. Is that your friend comes to you? Whether we should should we talk about and you're like, oh, you just dating. Ellie, you didn't answer the question. All right, I'm going to answer the question. Damn it. So I'm going to answer the question. The question, if if, if my friend at whatever asked me for advice, my advice would be. And you're going to fret your face up, KJ and Yon, I don't care. But my advice would be, understand, you have to understand what it is you are, um, I guess, agreeing to or taking up. Whatever. If you want to marry that person, go ahead. But at least understand what the mental illness is, what the physical ailments are, so that you can can have a, a clear understanding of what it is you're doing. Hey, that's yeah. to make a decision. Whether exactly. You want to that's all I'm saying. Well, that's the that's a, you. So you're asking the question again? No, I'm not. I'm telling well, you what I was saying. You oh, so you're saying it depends on the issue? No, I would. I mean, I'm just yeah, it does. But I would tell my friend just understand, have an understanding of what you're getting into or not willing to. Well, that's has, all. The person has an understanding, and they're well, asking they what to do. What to do? Right. Lives. We'll say what? We can't tell people what to do with their own lives. Like, I would say, don't. Because if friends. I were you, you're going to put yourself in that situation. Then you're not friends. If I'm Why? One thing if I'm saying, I'm just venting and I'm saying, oh, I'm having this, you know, girl, I found out. But I would. But if I, I ask do. you. And I'll tell you, KJ, if I say, KJ, if you marry this person or you want to be with this person because he has XYZ, just understand what XYZ is and what that means, how that's going to impact you if you do marry. That's all I'm going to that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, and I agree with that. Like I agree that you have to this if my friend came to me, I mean, I would want to know what's really going on with this person that they're seeing and how bad the the illness that they have i mean that's what i would base my advice on is it something that they're they can deal with they're going to be okay with uh or or not and um but and if you tell if you told me i would say kj if you don't want to marry the person i would say okay don't marry him yes you might hurt you can cry on my shoulder here it is you can cry on my shoulder kj but my my comment to that also my comment to that also is that if you're not willing to marry that person with those problems then don't date them either let me ask you all another question then and then we'll wrap up so uh if you let's say the person is is uh is is knowing that they they say you know no my question is do you feel like it someone is insensitive or uh or, or self-involved if they decide not to date this person no so, okay and do you think it's okay for someone to like the situation we had here in the article where they found the antipsychotic medication 
and uh, basically ends it with that person. Yes, that's okay. okay. That's okay. Some people don't. Some people don't date people because their feet are not whatever. Their feet look like pig toes or whatever. It's true. Well, it's true. My, response, my response to that is that um, yes, of course, they have a right to refuse a person for whatever reason. Uh, however, it may or may not be wise. So that's where you know we all have, like Colleen was saying, we all have some some sort of issue. And so when you're rejecting, keep rejecting people for something that may not be a real issue, then, and then you might, you yourself might have some crazy issues that you don't even know that you have. You haven't been evaluated. At least that person has been evaluated and they know what they got. Okay, well then fine. That's fine too. That's a possibility. One guy that I was seeing, he, he said, well, when I was dating before, he said, when my crazy meets your crazy, then we'll know if we can be together. Because <laughs> everybody got a crazy somewhere. Yeah, there's somebody for everybody, you know? I mean, yeah. she might, there might not be this guy, but there might be a guy out there that thinks she's great and doesn't give a shit. So, I mean, I'm sh sure there is a guy out there that thinks she's great and doesn't give a shit. So, who cares about this guy? Honestly, somebody who would text something like that, honestly, like, what kind of answer was he expecting back for her to be like, those aren't mine. Her name's on it. You know what I mean? Like he shouldn't even hit her up. He should have just not talked to her. You know, right. it was so dumb. No. I had a friend who, uh, I had no. a guy friend. I mean, they should have had a normal conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, I think he should have than... ghosted her, honestly, because obviously really? he didn't want anything to do with her after that. No, that's awful. That's, that's terrible, Colleen. Why? What? I mean, no, because I think that's worse to be like, hey, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm not no, at least she knows what happened. I mean, I'm sure she knows that people have, you know, people do not accept that. I'm sure I'd people rather, are aware. I'd rather be ghosted than a guy be like, hey, are you crazy? You know? <laughs> no, no I disagree with that completely. And so, first of all, they should have had conversations about these things prior to sleeping together. That's the first mistake. And yeah. then the second is that he, I mean, he could have asked her right there, like he saw it right there and he could have said like, oh, you know, what are these for? But no, it's like he, he Googled yeah, it. And then he, that, like that's that crazy. That is, that makes him uh, insane. So why? Because he Googled something to find out what it was? Because he's not communicating like a normal human being. Oh, Yana, please. You want guys <laughs> to communicate like women. Right. I mean, if you want to have a relationship with someone, that is a really weird. If you're gonna go and Google, then don't say that you did that. That's embarrassing. That's what I'm saying. I wish he would just ghost her. no. And then, uh, well, but that's that's also awful. That is a horrible thing to do. That is that should be like prosecuted. You should not be ghosting anybody. They should be normal, decent human beings. He could have lied. You know, maybe he could have said, well, maybe. Well, how is that a normal, decent human being then? Well, well yeah, I mean, a, a white lie, a white lie is okay to say, like, look, you know, I, I have a lot going on, and, you know, I'm not in the day. Right okay no, no, yes. no, no, that's how you used to do in old school. That's how you used to do in old school. That's what people say. It's not you, it's me kind of thing. That was usually a lie, but people communicated and they're like, okay, he was a decent human being. He said, we're not going to, what are you going to hold someone, you know, maybe she's wondering. And that is like, how is that like pro, you know, we're all women. So she just, a guy just slept with her and then just ghosted her. 
Like how, how is that, you know, that is really detrimental to a woman who oh, is- Oh, please, Yana, come yeah. on. Yeah. You do you really think women are that weak? You uh, really yeah. think women are that weak? That is a whole. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's a nice thing to do. Like of a person. I'm not saying it's a nice thing to do, but women are not that weak. Guess what? Most of us have been dumped, or some of us have been dumped before. We've dumped people, and you get over it. Does it hurt? For okay, the there's a difference yeah. between someone saying, "Look, we're not going to see each other again," and someone just disappearing. There's oh. a difference between that. You and get on with your life. Is built you on get on with your life. You 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 endure the heartache for a moment, and then you get sure, on with your and life. She may still have heartache, but I'm saying, I'm oh, saying, Lana, I'm please. Talking about wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a huge phenomenon among women. They get ghosted all the time, and I'm talking about. You could be talking to a guy and for it's normalized. That's thinking that something is everything's good. You know, you guys been going for maybe vacationing together and stuff, and then he just stops calling all of a sudden. Noise I know it seems like it's terrible, but like if a guy does that, then fuck him. Never talk to him again. Fuck that dude. Like I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I'm not you're saying that he should have done that. Sure, she should well, say yeah. like whatever the hell with him. Fine. But you're saying that he should have done that to a woman who has a mental issue. Like seriously? Yeah. No, I'm saying it's not I'm no. saying it's not the guy's responsibility <laughs> to work on eggshells because she has a mental issue. I'm I'm no, saying that's not his responsibility. Be normal he, like uh, decent human beings to each other. Like first of all, we're not supposed to be sleeping together without, you know, wanting to have a long-term relationship with that person. But second, if that happened, then be a decent human being and communicate with the you you've slept with that person like really and after that you can't even talk yeah yeah, yeah that happens sometimes well that is oh, a, a that, lot that, that's a mental <laughs> issue in itself if you can't talk not to everything is not a mental you've issue you've got a mental issue hey, the way everything. that we they don't communicate in the same way that we communicate so of course if if that happens where he just doesn't talk to her then like Shelly said, just and Kali said, just get over it. I mean, I just, one, first time won't be the no, last. You have to be encouraging that. That's what you I'm have saying. to get over it. You you endure the yeah, heartache. You get over it. You can get over a rape too. you just got a body. I mean, yes, yes. No, I want to go back to something Yana said. You said what? What you said? What was the issue with it? You, encouraging something you said. Well, my problem is when someone says that he should have just ghosted the lady. Like oh. that is my problem. Like what? it's really embarrassing like that i i would feel like i would never forget that like all right like women don't forget things like that like she'll never forget that fucking text Why? I mean, now it's viral she, but like like if she so what i said nobody no i agree i'm i all the time is no one can really get at me no one can really get at me because if it's a lie i know it's a lie if it's the truth i know it's the truth so if i'm taking medicine and someone says oh i saw your medicine whatever in the medicine cabinet what's up with that oh well you know I, I'm, I'm a little crazy, you know what I'm saying? I got a little, some issues going on. So I, I would rather someone say something to me, but if they don't, then there's plenty of men in the sea. Why not? That's what I'm saying. It might hurt for that moment because they broke up or whatever. And I mean, like, I've been dumped, and you know, other people have been dumped. I've dumped people. 
It might hurt for the moment, but you have to keep going. Nobody's entitled to walk on eggshells because I might be having a mental moment. Right. You think you you think giving somebody the courtesy of letting them know that the reason why you stopped talking to them is walking on eggshells? Well, I'm, well, it could be, it could be in the situation. Yes, we might. If that's the ideal. I'm not saying that that most of us would not want to communicate. Yes, but when it does not happen, you hurt for a moment. If, if that was a, if you thought it was a serious relationship, you hurt. But then you have to move on, and you can't. You don't have to carry it for the rest of your life. Remember that text message. Come on. Well, we can have we should have a show about ghosting them because I would rather I if I were that girl I would have rather gotten ghosted than gotten that fucking text I'll tell you that right now oh, I would rather gotten ghosted than say hey I saw your pills are you crazy mm. sometimes we should, sometimes we can say thank God that I was dumped I'm like yeah. Lord, I would have I would have missed that one thank you for dumping me you know yeah, when you like, so we understand what ghosting is okay because yeah. ghosting is it. not dumb. Ghosting someone is when you are thinking you guys have an intention on dating, you have been dating, everything's going around, and then all of a sudden you just stop calling the person. Honestly, I think for a person who is, uh, for anyone, that is worse than the truth. Because then you start thinking of, okay, did I say something? Did I do something? Did I smell bad? Did I, like, is it my pills? Is it, what is that? I so, hear like, you what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying, in addition to that, again, it, you may not know. You, it may hurt for a moment. Maybe you will have these thoughts. But ultimately, you still need to go on with your life. Of course. But I'm saying as a society, that is something that should never be encouraged regardless of what the situation is as a norm what i'm always for you know bettering the society oh. so that is not bettering the society to say you know what it's okay to sleep with someone or date someone and then disappear uh, like that is just that degrades the society overall then no you know, well, people would not trust each other to to communicate at all you're always going to be in some sort of like anxiety but what that, are your thoughts on that? I want to get that just as real quick. What what are you guys' thoughts on that? That sleeping with someone and 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 not talking to them afterwards is a degrading society. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. Get you into this, uh, Shelly. What do you think on that? I I don't know. I'm listening to Yana. I'm trying to give her comments some fair due diligence. I think I know what she means. I'm gonna stay with what I said. I mean, it. it you you it hurts for the moment you move on no 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 she is saying that one night stands she basically what she's saying is one night stands or sleeping with someone without any type of uh commitment is that what you're saying yana degrades society right i mean no, that's, no, that's I mean, the first that's the I, first do it all the time they had a commitment pay me the green and keep on going prostitutes do it all the time so i don't know if i can agree with that fully either but what does okay. it have to do with prostitutes <laughs> I mean, are you suggesting that we like women just we, normal, no, 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 prostitutes are doing it it's okay for everyone they get paid i mean that's the that's the price that i i have the compensation that they get I have some advice. Prostitutes do not degrade society. That's what I'm saying. It's a one night stand. They get paid for it and whatever. That's it. I have some advice for this crazy girl. Don't have sex with guys that you're not that into and that you're not dating. 
Well, they, this you, won't they haven't communicated with properly. And yeah, maybe she was. I mean, wait till, after, wait wait till you're in a real relationship with somebody and this won't happen. There we go. All right. Um, all right. We definitely have went on and on about this. Great conversation. Um, definitely uh, took, took a different way. Uh, so uh, I want to go through some of these comments we have here. Uh, oh, look at this Marvin. He says, uh, that ghosting phenomenon is kind of harsh. That's not for me, though. Oh, Martin, good job, Martin. If you are single, I have yeah. so many friends that would want to date you. Right, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> These men are out here ghosting everybody. Everybody. Yeah, like, like just, just a PSA. It does hurt our feelings when we get ghosted. Like, we're, like we won't downplay that. It definitely hurts our feelings. But I don't want to ask. I don't want to be asked about my crazy pills. <laughs> I can't. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Uh, well, um, let me see. We have some more comments. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, Denise says, I would Google so I know what questions to ask. Right. Google the side effects and stuff. Like, do you get like an itchy scalp? <laughs> no, but Google why are they taking the medicine in the first place? Yeah, instead of asking her, okay. Um, let me see. Marvin said earlier, depends on the issue. If the person dating is open and honest about their condition, let them talk it out first rather than a friend. Okay, see. All right. Good head on the show. Say again. Said Marvin has a good head on the show. Yes, yes, he does. So, um. All right. Well, we are at the end of our time. Uh, thanks so much for watching, everyone. Please continue the conversation by checking us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and subscribe. Uh, subscribe so that way you get up-to-the-minute content when we post, and we appreciate the support. We are an independent media. As I said earlier in the show, each time you subscribe, it helps make our voice that much stronger. And if you can, donate. Uh, go to our PayPal uh, on our website. Uh, that's www.metroconservativemedia.com. We have a link there for PayPal. Any bit helps, and we really appreciate that. Again, we are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. We look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, until then, count your blessings and live a life of purpose. Actually, before I say good night, we we wanted to leave you with a bit of good news. Uh, Yana, do you have oh, some good news? Yes, I actually do. And uh, so I wanted to do this because you know our shows sometimes can get really. I mean, we talk about some heavy issues. So um, I came across a. There was a study that was done on about 160,000 participants, and there were women, and it says that higher levels of optimism were associated with longer lifespan and living beyond age 90 in women across racial and ethnic groups. And that was done at a Harvard T.H. Uh, Chan School of Public Health. And so... Um, yeah, and it actually reminded me of my grandmother who lived up to uh, the age of 99. She actually just uh, passed this year and she, was, she would be 100 uh, this month. And she just 
she always had, she lived through World War II, uh, she lived through Stalin, she lived through the entire uh, no, Soviet Union until the end of it and saw the collapse of it. And uh, she was always optimistic. Like as uh, she would get sad over you know, certain things and then she would get over and she would always have this drive to keep on moving. So uh, that is something to keep in mind that, you know, the more optimism, regardless of what we're going through, uh, we have, uh, it's actually great for our health to, to keep that fighting spirit and happy spirit. Thank you so much for that. And we'll continue uh, to carry that throughout. Because everyone asks me, why do I look so young? And I'm like, because I don't stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for watching, guys. Have a great week. See you next time. Bye.